and blessings to all you lovely listeners who are listening to Cosmic Current on InlightRadio.com, where we go beyond the surface level of reality and dive deep to reveal hidden truths and exciting revelations. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're super excited. This is our second episode of Cosmic Current, and diving into astrology is such an exciting thing. It's it, it, it's magical. It's absolutely magical. And I'm also very grateful to have the guests uh, that are with me uh, to join in this adventure. So we have Dasha, Tara, and Bella. Uh, if you want to learn more information about them, go to my website, www.kalovetruth.com. You'll see a little mini uh, summary of each um, uh, person there. And then you can find links to connect to their social media as well, so you can get into deeper relationship with their content and with them as astrologers. And feel free to message them if you want to get a reading as well. They are very gifted and very skilled. So today we're going to be focusing on some specific themes. Um, so we got Pluto going retrograde. We have Saturn and Venus going retrograde. We also have a full moon happening tomorrow as well. So there's a big collective shift of energy that is underway. And I mean, dealing with this COVID-19 situation, it's very strange. It's been a very... Um, weird situation for most of us around the planet. There's a lot of theories. There's, there's a lot of different information coming out. And we're going to continue to see a lot of investigations and data start to surface, especially uh, with the nodes shifting uh, into Gemini and with Pluto going retrograde. So we're going to dive deep into that right now. We're going to give you guys as much clarity as possible and help you to gain clarity on how you can use these transits to transform your personal life and to capitalize on these energies. Because as we all know, in this universe, there are dualities and polarities. So, you know, as much as there might be negative things going on, there's a lot of positive too. We can use these transits to our advantage, and we can, you know, look to the positive. We can look to ways to benefit from these energies. And there is a lot to benefit from. So to start, uh, Bella, where, do, where, where are we going right now with, uh, with these nodes shifting? Like, what do we expect to experience? Oh boy, there is so much. So first of all, I mean, I wanted to speak about where we were with the nodes. They have just shifted earlier this morning at 1.48 a.m. Eastern time is when they actually shifted. So we already got the nodes having moved to um, South Node into Sagittarius, North Node into Gemini. But up until then, we had a year and a half of roughly of um, the nodes being in South Node being in Capricorn, North Node being in Cancer. And we had a splash of that energy, kind of a last review, a last kind of almost like final exam kind of like splash of that vibe right before they shifted signs. So uh, I wanted to speak just briefly about... Uh, what that was like. So with um, the South Node having been in Capricorn for a while, um, there was this kind of um, uh, been there, done that kind of like a, a comfort zone that we were leaning into in terms of what we do in the world, our roles in the world, our careers, our structures, like trying to control things, uh, the focus on social systems and structures and trying to make them work and trying to fit within them. And a lot of doing this energy, which I found connected with Capricorn. But that was the South Node, which has more to do with um, kind of a tried and true, but also kind of been there, done that, time to move 
onwards kind of a vibe. And the onwards part where we were invited to move towards um, was uh, cancer, the North Node being in cancer. And that is more about beingness rather than doing this, a sense of uh, finding our inner home, not just energy within the physical home, which is also part of it, and our physical family, like our actual like parents and the children and the people we we share a home with and ideally share an emotional energy with, um, hopefully the better the better kind. But along all of that, the deeper truth underneath all of that is the grounding and feeling at home within the self, within ourselves. Okay. So being being connected with our emotions more, being connected with um, how we find uh, inner comfort and create comfort within ourselves, all the various kinds of emotional inner work, inner witnessing perhaps that we might have been doing, all the awareness of our our roots, but also what we want to do with those roots. So that was the last year and a half. So um, now we are shifting onwards. So um, was there someone else who wanted to speak on that, or I can I can do the honors? Uh, Tara, did you want to comment on? Uh, the- yeah. Um, well, I think you know we're moving out of a big emotional terrain and into the North Node in Gemini. These nodes are very karmic. They're kind of destiny uh, markers, and the north node in Gemini indicates a new beginning in terms of how we breathe, very literally. I mean, interesting, in this COVID-19, Gemini rules the lungs, and so it also rules the mind, communications, consciousness, thinking, debating. So I think the next year and a half is going to be like we're all going to be like big kids, like three years old, asking, why is the sky blue and why is this like this and why is that? Which I think is a very good, refreshing thing. We are leaving behind Sagittarius energies, not that we totally negate them. We can draw upon them. And Sagittarius is all about truth and honesty, um, transparency, higher education, philosophy. It rules travel, international travel. And again, because all of these things have been limited right now, uh, we are going to see new laws enacted to change how we relate internationally. I think people are going to be questioning history. I think history is going to be rewritten and history, whoever controls history, you know, really controls everything. And so I think this is going to be a very good uh, inquisition, but inquisition in a positive sense, inquiring minds want to know, you know, why things are the way they are. Why do we have laws like this? You know, Sagittarius rules politics, you know, Gemini uh, and free speech. And so a lot of people are going to be, you know, really demanding clear answers and debating. And I think the nice thing about Gemini, even though we think of the twins as being polar opposites, um, because I also use the tarot, uh, in conjunction with my astrology in the tarot, Gemini is the sign of the lovers. And so that to me gives a very positive spin on what Gemini is all about. You know, it's about the attraction of the opposites, not mutual, you know, I, I don't like you because you're, you know, this or that or whatever. We learn to listen to each other and to hear other points of view and we debate them and we juggle all kinds of new possibilities. You know, Gemini is ruled by Mercury, uh, 
the messenger of the gods. So, you know, things can be very exciting. Uh, I, like I just mentioned, I think people's attention spans might get shorter because they want quick answers, you know, and then I think as long as we can learn to speak to each other in a new way and get past this polarity and the blaming, I think it's going to be very, very exciting and very positive and new forms of education and, you know, all of that stuff, you know, so I think it's going to be a very positive energy. And to add to your uh, notes, Tara, I would say also... Oh, sorry, sorry, got you. Sorry. <laughs> I was just going to add a quick note, sorry about that. Um, that you know, because uh, a lot of people think south node energy is limiting, but there's another side to the south node in Sagittarius, which is, you know, we're also re-channeling our creative expression, and Jupiter is, you know, also going to help us with spiritual development, so since Jupiter is in Capricorn, um, you know, we're going to see uh, this vision on life by also digging under the surface of the issues, you know, digging under the surface of what was wrong with information before, you know, and how can we use Gemini now to spread messages among people and share new truths, you know, regardless of what truths were being fed on media and such. We're learning to now think for ourselves, you know, so that's Gemini energy because really Geminis are free spirits when it comes to thinking for ourselves. So I thought I would just add that in. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. And another thing that Tara mentioned about um, free, freedom of speech, I think I, I have to, I, like, I can't, you know, continue this show without mentioning this because it, it really did uh, bother my heart. But what's been going on with David Icke online and Dr. Batar, Dr. Shiva, and many other uh, people who have been censored, like, this is like, folks, like, this is a direct attack on our freedom of speech. It's not to get negative, become a negative Nancy or anything like that, but we really got to pay attention to reality and what's actually going on. And when you see YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram start to censor people who have the right to speak their own truth, we have to ask ourselves, what is the government actually hiding? What is the lamestream media trying to hide? And I think with uh, North Node going into Gemini and with Pluto going retrograde, I think we're going to definitely see new data come out that the governments will not be able to like just smother and hide. I think uh, you know there's going to be a lot of great human beings on this planet that are going to collect data together, investigate together, and we're going to see, I think, brand new truths come out about COVID and what's actually going on. Yeah, I just also want to mention, uh, Kay, that also because Gemini is the sign of the twins, there could be a whole alternative network, which has already exists, BitChute, and probably even newer ones as this censorship goes on. Uh, I believe people will be leaving Facebook and, and all of those other things. It's going to be brand new social media channels opening up. I really feel like that's going to happen. And I, I, like, I constantly mention to people all the time, like when Facebook came out in 2000. So, I think it was like 2005. I didn't get onto it until like 2006 or 2007. But um, it was great in the beginning to connect communities, connect people together, share information, you know, especially during the Arab Spring stuff that was going on and the Egyptian Revolution that was going on in 2011. You know, like Facebook and social media activity really picked up. And it was our key way to show what was actually going on, on the ground. People were sharing videos, sharing pictures. You know, the, even the lamestream media was were starting to grab pictures uh, that people were posting on social media and using it in their in their um, news feeds uh, when they went live on TV. So we started to really see the power of social media. But now we have to understand that the nature of use of these platforms have changed, and that Facebook has now become a marketing platform for companies to make money, and it's not really necessarily about us, 
you know, collecting ourselves and getting organized. But we can use it to get organized because it's monitored. As we know, Facebook works with DARPA and CIA and all these other different agencies. It's kind of, I think, time to start looking into some alternatives. I don't think that people should continue to stay on Facebook or any any of these social media platforms. Like, they're just a way for corporations to further exploit, take information, you know, Gemini, Mercury, all this stuff, that nature of energy, and then use it to make money. So I think we need to, like, go into platforms that are actually in support of our freedom of speech. And I'm really praying uh, with this North Node in Gemini that we actually begin to see this activity. And I, for one, am really seeing that um, that connection. Uh, something that I wanted to add is the cohesion of the nodes moving from, uh, especially the North Node moving from Cancer into Gemini, seeing as if we really have done that work and we've grounded within ourselves to find our our way of beingness and our, our emotional center and where we feel we belong, we start questioning anything that doesn't belong. We suddenly, we are able to look at the world with um, questioning eyes and, and minds and open minds from a place of, well, I know what's true for me because I've just grounded in it. I've just felt it. I've just felt my inner truth like as a as an inner emotional resonance, as a cancer kind of um, creation of where I really do feel at home, what my life feels like for real. And we've, we've experienced that through the um, experience of most of us through the COVID situation, seeing as most of us have been um, at home and um, really invited to pause everything on the outside and if at all possible, go within. So those of us who have honored that invitation, we have come back to a deep intuitive sense of truth. And then we go out into the world uh, or literally or metaphorically, we'll look out into the world and we see where things are not really fitting that and then we start to question the gemini energy the the question asker of the zodiac the curiosity the juggling of all the myriad of details the critical thinker and that invites us into that energy which is so wonderful and so timely right now and so needed <laughs> i really i really understand this energy because i have my moon in gemini so i know what it's like to be obsessed with like getting new information and new data the downside that I've realized with my own uh, energy, my own personality, is that you can get so sucked into taking in new data that maybe sometimes you don't fully organize it or you just get totally distracted from, from getting other things done. And I think the challenge might be for the collective as they're in, in taking new data sets and new perspectives is to channel that into action. Like, what are we going to do with this new data? Like, how are we going to use this data? And I'm really hoping that people you know, start to collect themselves together in their communities and start making strategic plans. We cannot, it's my opinion that we can't wait for the government to decide, you know, what the narrative is going to be moving forward. I think we as a collective, we need to decide that. Yes, Kay, and I was going to add that, you know, South Node and Sag, it's all about trusting your inner wisdom, because Sag is still the sign of wisdom, after all, and looking at the big picture energy. So when we cultivate it all together, we can actually start trusting what we know. So Gemini helps us find that information, you know, online and such, but uh, eventually we'll consolidate it into something that we can trust. And I think uh, the coming, you know, the Pluto retrograde that just recently happened, uh, was helping with that because Pluto is going to help us dive deeper into the, you know, internal transformation, like what does power actually mean in the world, you know, and we're going to see it kind of reflect both in ourselves, looking at our um, shadow sides and our 
secrets starting to come out, but we can also see it politically happening, happening, sorry, in the media. Like, you know, the recent, let's say, debate between um, even uh, Elon Musk, you know, uh, publicly criticizing Bill Gates. We have that sort of, you know. hear about that juicy story. Yeah, that sort of Uranian opposition, you know, against maybe a person who's more Plutonian, you know what I mean? So it's like, that's exactly the theme we're going to see later when Pluto enters Aquarius. So we're going to keep seeing that sort of power struggle until, you know, until those two energies can start working together for the whole truth, you know, the ultimate truth. Yeah, so it's an interesting time, for sure. In, the last, in our last meetings, you were discussing the correlation between Saturn going into Aquarius as an air sign and then us going into lockdown, and then now Saturn going retrograde, and now that they're starting to open up the economy. Yeah, I think, you know, Saturn back in Capricorn is like they want to open for business. I see there's a question here about what's going on with COVID-19. I mean, the really interesting thing is that Gemini rules the lungs. And also, not to mention just Pluto retrograde next week on May the 11th, Saturn goes retrograde. On the 12th and the 13th, Venus turns retrograde. And on the 14th, Jupiter also turns retrograde, which seems like a fairly unprecedented time to me to have all three personal planets. These are the traditional personal planets move retrograde within days of each other. So to me, opening up or moving forward is pretty much impossible. I think that's a big mistake because all this retrograde energy, it's like being kind of sucked into a black hole. We need to stay home. We need to go within. We need to be internal. That's what retrograde periods are. They're not bad. They're good medicine. The symbol of retrograde is a capital R with a little X. That's the same symbol uh, for pharmacy. So I believe that all retrograde periods are good. They're positive, but we need to work with the planetary energies. That's what divine timing is all about. So, like, how do, how are all these uh, energies going to mix in, even with uh, Pluto going retrograde, with the nodes shifting at the same time, with Venus also going retrograde at the same time? It seems like, I don't know, because I am very familiar with Pluto energy, I got Pluto and Scorpio. Um, it seems like uh, we're going to be, I don't want to say forced, but encouraged on a universal level, on a cosmic level, to kind of, like, go within and really rethink things, especially with uh, the nodes shifting at the same time. It looks like the universe is going to be encouraging us all to rethink our belief systems, rethink what we know, like what Dash has said about uh, uh, the wisdom that is gained through the sign of, uh, of Sagittarius. It seems like we're going to have to revisit what we think we know or what we feel we know and compare that to what's actually going on so that we can navigate this whole COVID-19 situation uh, to the best of our ability. Yeah, I think that's a that's a very good point, because everything that these planets rule, like Saturn rules reality, Venus rules values, love, relationships, you know, uh, Jupiter rules philosophy, education. So all of that, yes, we have to re-everything, every, re reinvestigate, reflect, review, renovate, uh, you know, all of those terms very much so for the next number of months, because these planets, uh, you know, Venus is going to be retrograde until... Uh, June and then Saturn and uh, Jupiter are retrograde until September and longer. So, I mean, Jupiter and Saturn move retrograde every year for those many months, but Venus does not. So this is a much more uh, important transit. Venus moving retrograde will kind of review in Gemini all kinds of relationships um, and the markets. You know, what are our values? Mm -hmm. Bella, go ahead. Do you have a comment to make? 
Yeah, uh, I was just uh, wanting to comment on there's such a focus on Gemini energy right now with, uh, I mean, uh, the North Node now having moved into Gemini, then Mercury moves into Gemini on uh, May 11th, on Monday, and then Venus has been in Gemini for a while, but it's going retrograde, so it's an invitation to look at it some more. And one of the things I wanted to add that uh, feels really relevant is that uh, the Sagittarius energy, which is the South Node kind of energy, the opposite of Gemini, does rule the cohesive whole and the systems as well, the, the systems that have already been created of knowledge. So things like education, things like government, things like um, um, uh, law and etc. Um, and with Gemini, Gemini rules the many details thereof. So we're really in many ways, we're being invited to, metaphorically speaking, pull up, or maybe even literally, we'll see what happens in the world, pull apart the bigger picture, both not just out in the world, not just in terms of looking at social systems, which is a part of it, a huge part of it, but also each of us individually looking at the beliefs we have, the cohesive whole, the clusters of thoughts that we have kind of gathered and clumped together throughout our lives by believing certain things and questioning them. Does it still fit together? Does the belief make sense? Is this wisdom applicable or not? And that is part of that questioning energy that the Gemini brings. Mm -hmm. And I, so, also, I also wanted to add a quick tidbit in there uh, with the Venus going retrograde. The typical thing that a lot of astrologers will mention or bring up is lovers from the past resurfacing. Mm. Yeah, that's a very typical thing, you know, past lovers, past conversations, you know, uh, people popping up. That's very strong, you know, uh, I would say. So people should be aware of that. And also, um, Gemini is about having more than one relationship at a time. So this can be a good thing if you want to be in a more open relationship or maybe a bad thing because, it, you know, Geminis tend to be, you know, noncommittal and they do have more than one relationship at a time. I, I've known that with clients. I'd also add, you know, Venus is the planet of bounty and also, you know, business success. So Venus is also talking about that side of our lives. And there might be some... Um, interference when you're trying to promote your ideas, you know, because now we see a lot of new progressive businesses opening where the concept is about helping the planet, animals, etc. right? People are uh, starting a many more independent sort of anti-government type of companies as well. And you were starting to question ourselves with this retrograde Venus about our careers, our vocations. Our, yeah, we're going to tweak a lot of them, you know, to fit the times as they are now. And yes, we're going to start investing in education and even some local travel and such, even though we're not allowed to do, you know, global travel yet. These are kind of the Gemini themes that we're going to be exploring. And people are going to find a lot of new purpose, you know, whatever they were doing before is going to crumble. It doesn't really work anymore. So, and we're going to also bring to light some secrets of third parties. So, you know, the more you follow the news, the more you'll see that, Whoever was corrupt is going to be slowly brought to light, you know, slowly examined. So that's the gift of Gemini energy. And uh, this is like an interesting thing to kind of reflect on. Like as I, as I continue down my own path in my own life and I watch how intimately uh, um, connected our global events are to the movements of the planets and the cosmic energy, it's like incredible. 
And it kind of it kind of puts me at ease. And I'm hoping for you listeners that are listening to this, I hope that the wisdom and the information that is presented on this show, and then also other shows too on YouTube. There's a lot of other great astrologers that have great content, like Nadia Shaw, Kelly Rosano, um, Leo King. Oh my goodness, uh, Rick Levine. Uh, oh my lord, there's so many great, great people, great astrologers out there. But yeah, I hope that we can offer you all some sense of calm and peace as we're riding through this like turbulent time. I think that we are in good hands. You know, there are good, um, really benevolent uh, spiritual beings that are out there that are guiding us. And there's like a grand story that seems to be unfolding on planet Earth. And I really do feel it has to do with us owning our power, speaking our truth, and finally beginning to unite, which is, like, which is what I think is going to happen when Jupiter and Saturn go into Aquarius. But yeah, that's just my little tidbit on that. I think there's a lot of magic that can come out of all this if we have the awareness and the self-awareness, the consciousness, and the observational skills to use the cosmic currents of energy that is around us to our benefit. And I think it's it's a, like a sketchy thing to navigate. We can either get sucked into all the myriads of, of, of data and uh, narratives that are out there, or we can focus on what actually matters, which is our freedom, the health of our planet, the health of, of, of animals, our, 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 our biosphere, the ecology that's out there, and, and yeah, just the health of civilization as a whole. I think we need to focus on a lot of those things. I think there's been too many um, uh, arguments about political parties and, and all, all different kinds. I'm not even going to get into it. There's all kinds of like distractions that are out there to pull us away from tackling the matter at hand, which is the fact that our freedoms have kind of been stripped. You know, we're, we're all in quarantine and now they may try to be forcing vaccinations. So this is also another big thing that people are worried about. Yeah, I think what you said, uh, Kay, is important. Now, Jupiter does rule honesty, truth, justice, freedom. So really, that you got to remember that um, you always have that polarity. So if you're talking about Gemini, you're also talking about Sagittarius. So we do want to have free speech. I think the danger is getting more distracted, which I believe, you know, all of this great... Uh, technology is a wonderful tool, but it's also been planned to distract us more and more. So I think this retrograde period is a wonderful time. I know, you know, it is a hard struggle and many people have died and uh, people are losing jobs, but it is a time to turn within and it's really important. We're used to being out and about and distracted. I think it's a real blessing. Uh, the planet Mars also enters Pisces on the 12th, and it will be in Pisces, the side of the where it's the spiritual warrior until the end of June. So that would also be a good time to the action. You know, Mars is the action planet is now in Pisces. So we want to use that to visualize, to idealize, to create, to uh, merge with in oneness, to have a new spiritual beginning. And I think that's also very important, too. Yeah, I'm like I'm a huge supporter of the fact that, you know, a lot of Canadian families or families around the world have a little bit more extra time now to be at home with their families and to like kind of recoup and to regenerate and to reevaluate things in their lives. Like and I think again it's like kinda ironic, you know, we have Uranus moving through the sign of Taurus and this is making us question our value systems and what's really truly important. And even here in Canada, what we're facing right now is a growing season. Our farming season is has been really debilitated by the temperatures. We have a polar vortex of energy that's been sitting over Ontario and a, a good large part of Canada. So our growing season has also gone down. So now people's um, awareness is shifting to farming and food security, which is, I think, you know, was a huge importance for a lot of activists over the last 10 years 
is, is supporting food security. But it just, it's just funny how, you know, the movements of the planets are really pushing all these things home, is getting us to reflect on these things. Even, even my, my partner and I are looking into, like, growing food at home because we can kind of foresee, you know, what's going to be happening in the future, especially here in Canada with, with, with farmers being hit hard with COVID-19 and as well with, with the weather, with temperatures. Like, we're going to have to become more self-reliant and uh, work together as a community to kind of survive going forward. And Uranus and Taurus, I think, is a big uh, part of that whole conversation, especially around food and value systems, our relationships, all these kinds of ideas, and the money system. Oh, my goodness. We can't even forget about the money system and the conversations that are changing around our economic systems. Yeah, I think that's very important. I mean, Uranus is going to be in Taurus for many years to come from 2018 till 2024. So while Venus goes retrograde again, it, it helps us to, to, to reflect, you know, Venus as ruler of Taurus rules the bull market. The economy is definitely going to slow down even more. I mean, I think it's being crashed on purpose and a new currency. I mean, Uranus rules cryptocurrency, uh, is going to be instituted, you know, although Taurus is also, you know, solid values and so the gold standard i think is very important that's going to be probably put back on over the next while so you know we are in a very tumultuous time we can't deny that but you know it is you know we're closing out an age there's going to be a long period of, of major change we have to learn to ride that wave you know gemini you know he's like the mind surfer in a way uh you want to ride all those conscious ideas and create something new that'll revolutionize the world in our values yeah, Tara. And I wanted to just add also that, you know, the big picture is that humanity is finally learning the power of information itself, you know, and the power within that information. Now we can actually look at themes of freedom. That's real freedom, you know, so there's a lot of information sharing that's happening between people. And this information is we have time now, you know, to review it and to spread seeds of truth everywhere. You know, we get to make up our minds about where we receive this information from and how can we use it to better the planet instead of, you know, instead of buying into the current media that's been fed to us. So yeah. it's actually quite interesting and we can commit to fight for this information because we're going to have a lot of planets in retrograde, you know, helping us do that. Because uh, retrograde is also about reflection, but once the planets go direct, we will be able to apply this. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, I don't know, I'm waiting for Jamal. We're going to go to a break shortly. I'm going to wait for you to let us know. But I'd like just to like comment shortly, like, yeah, we got Neptune in, in Pisces still. Like, this is like, you know, Dash, you talked about this in the, in the last show. You know, mm -hmm. this is a lot of like spiritual energy, very profound spiritual insights um, and, and, and uh, wisdom that's coming to the surface. And I think uh, what we also need to be very diligent about is that Neptune also rules the media industry. So all the Holly weird stuff that's been going on, you know, you know the, the lamestream news, all of this is controlled by the movements of Neptune. So I think, like, again, the theme with Neptune and, and, and Pisces, we've been seeing how we've been so heavily focused on the media world, Netflix, new movies, like, I don't know, all these different franchises that have been coming out. We've been so distracted with consuming content, and we're not really understanding that there's a lot of money being invested into the media world to keep us distracted. As Tara said, these technologies are a tool for the elites to, you know, mm -hmm. their own agenda. And I think, I think the hopefully with the North Node going to Gemini, we begin to take in the, those data sets and really comprehend and understand it. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna go for a quick break shortly. We'll be back in a moment. 
And then we're going to be discussing the full moon uh, in Scorpio and perhaps also the Mars and Mercury uh, changing signs. So we'll be right back. So if you want to learn more information about them, please go onto my website, www.caleftruth.com. You'll find a brief summary of each one of these astrologers and links to their social media so you can connect with them and, and follow them. So before the break, you know, we, we dived deep into a lot of interesting tidbits for you guys. We, we dived into Pluto retrograde. We dived into Saturn and Venus going retrograde. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the full moon and Scorpio at 17 degrees very shortly, as well as uh, the shifting of signs of Mars and, and Mercury, because this is also going to shift a lot of our, our a lot of our energetic focus. And um, there's some positives in there as well that are going to help to assist us to kind of um, ground and stay more positive. So uh, before we went to break, we we're also talking about the media industry and how the media industry is controlled by where Neptune is. And there's been this whole dichotomy and, and focus of uh, of this Neptunian energy and, and film 
and TV and Netflix, and we're consuming content at an unprecedented rate um, in human history. And I think we really need to reflect on these things. I'm just gonna like steal the floor for a quick second to like rant about this because when I, I'm in, me, I'm in the media world, I do production. I am a big film buff. I love screenplays. I love doing all these things, screenwriting. And when I look at the media industry, as much as I love film, as much as I love consuming content, the thought cannot escape my mind as to how much money is being invested into media that we're consuming. If we really were to calculate, and I, I hope someone does this, if they don't do it, I'll find a way to do it myself, but if we were to calculate the amount of money spent on our collective consuming media over at least the past 20 years, and look at the amount of money that's needed to solve our global issues, I think we'd find we, we could probably solve our problems like thrice over. So when we look at governments that are saying, uh, as they have been in the last 10 years, oh, we don't have budgets to solve poverty, we don't have budgets to solve uh, climate change, we don't have budgets to solve uh, environmental issues or whatever issues, educational issues. Come on, guys. It's like, we got to really think, like, that's some serious bullshit. Like, we have to call the bullshit out. And I think with um, Pluto going retrograde, uh, as, as it is right now, with the North Node shifting to Gemini, a lot of data is going to come to the surface. And I think it's going to be important for us to focus on our values, like what actually matters with Uranus going uh, through the sign of Taurus. You know, pick and choose the data that's going to help you and empower you in your lives so that you can, you know, be more healthy, be more positive, and be better contributors to your community. I think that's what we have to focus on. But anyways, let's get back to the conversation. We have a full moon happening tomorrow that's going to be very, very, very powerful. So, Tara, if you want to kick it off, what's your uh, insight in with the... Sorry, I can't hear you for some reason. Oops. Okay? Yep. Okay, you can hear me okay? Yep, we can hear you. All right, okay, sorry. All right, so big full moon in Scorpio at 17 plus degrees conjunct Mercury. Um, So Scorpio is the most soulful, the deepest, the most obsessive, the most intense sign of the zodiac. So all Scorpio's full moon, this is takes us very deep. This is also the full moon of Wisak. It's the traditional Tibetan Buddhist um, full moon when Buddha reached enlightenment and died. So there's even a deeper sense of cosmic wisdom there to this full moon. So we want to go deep into our emotions, especially I think we'll start to notice moving out of the North Node in Cancer, you know, and into the fire and air, which are, you know, traditionally called masculine signs. So moving out of the body and the feminine feeling function into the mental and the soulful Jupiter, you know, and uh, sorry, Sagittarius, Jupiter really Sagittarius, the fire signs are considered uh, spiritual. So um, I think, you know, it's a, it's an important time again, as we're starting to feel all of this, like the tide pulling us backwards, that we need to stay with our soul's purpose. That's, really what Scorpio is all about. And Pluto ruling Scorpio in modern astrology, you know, living retrograde will help us to do that. And I think like uh, we, there's some, I think, nice aspects between this full moon. Uh, and I think I believe it's, it's, it's uh, Mercury. Like, uh, yes, Kate, there was a Mercury sextile Neptune. If you'd like to talk about that. Yeah. So, like, I've done a lot of reading, I've done a lot of contemplation, and I think that with the Mercury sextiling Neptune, we will be able to have an expanded sense of compassion, an expanded sense of heart space, we'll be more sensitive and empathic towards people, we will perhaps be able to have more deeper, more emotional, more spiritually driven conversations, and I think that 
that's going to be something interesting for our collective while the nodes are shifting into Gemini when we're getting all this data that's pouring into our our reality experience. I think uh, grounding the energy with Mer- Mercury sextiling Neptune will help us to kind of um, be like the eagle and soar um, into higher levels of consciousness and really look at the data that the North Node in Gemini is going to be presenting and look at it from a higher perspective, look at it from a higher spiritual perspective. Like, what is the universe trying to teach us right now as a collective? What is the lesson? What's our karma right now? And yeah. I mean, look at that. We're going to see, like, you know, I think it's pretty clear. Like, we've been duped, we've been lied to, we've been manipulated, we've been sold lies. And I think it's time for people to kind of realize that their spiritual selves, their their personal divine power is worth a lot. It's highly valuable. It's highly powerful. And this is something that they keep trying to get us to kind of like be distracted from. They keep us in the material world with all this media consumption and social media consumption and and shopping, consumerism, all these things. And it's pulled us away from a lot of us from our spiritual selves. And I think the Mercury, Sextile, Neptune, I think definitely is going to help with that. Mm-hmm. And the um, the Neptune in Pisces in general is such an interesting combo with that and, and has a lot to add towards that because uh, Neptune in general, and of course, Neptune is ruled, uh, sorry, Pisces is ruled by Neptune. So um, uh, we've got that energy c- kind of cohesive with that. And uh, Pisces in general will uh, get distracted unless it is focused on a d- and tuned into a deeper truth. If it's tuned into spirit or one's intuition or something that is um, has their faith fully, something that they really can, um, in a way, not quite ground into, but certainly tune into and stay tuned to something that is deeply faithfully true for them, it's going to be impossible to distract such a person because they are already tuned to the right, the right channel. But if we're not quite tuned to the right channel, and of course we all kind of waver back and forth a little bit, because uh, you know, life, people, we're we're all human. Uh, that's when all the distractions can really shake us up because we're not tuned to something specific. Therefore, just about any shiny thing can get our attention. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I also wanted to mention that you know Venus and Neptune. Uh, you know, Neptune is the higher octave of Venus, so it is about spiritual love. And also that the asteroid goddess Vesta is at 18 Gemini conjunct Venus uh, on the full moon. And Vesta is what we invest our spiritual energy into. She represents the Vestal virgins who kept the hearth flame going. So it's very much about what do we invest our consciousness in, you know, and we have to invest it in our own intuition. That's what Venus square Neptune is all about, to be on track. Yes, Tara, and I would add that, you know, you mentioned Vesta, which is keeping um, the sacred fires of the home also burning bright. And, you know, that's kind of our responsibility as women. Um, and as well, on that day, sun will opposite the moon, which is very, you know, marital sort of planets. We have sun, which is the husband or the father, and the moon, which is the wife or the mother. So we're going to examine also our domestic relationships the following two weeks after the Scorpio moon. And this is probably a great time for this because um, this will happen right before everybody kind of some businesses open again, you know, right before people are getting back on the grind of uh, working and uh, perhaps, you know, being out there in the world. So this moon kind of gives us a chance to first heal our conflicted emotions, uh, look for a better future, you know, and do that with a lot of sympathy because Mercury is sextiling Neptune after all. and 
of course, Neptune and Pisces will help us bring more compassion towards everything that we're doing. So there's a lot of themes about, you know, what you need versus what you want. Um, since it's in Scorpio, our instincts are all going to be very sharp. But we're also going to have that subconscious awareness thanks to Neptune. So it's very interesting how, yeah, it will affect both our personal relationships. But I also think it's a very healing moon, a great sort of introduction to the eclipse season that we're going to have ahead of us. Yes. Yeah, that's going to be super, super intense. And as a lot of people understand, you know, once we get into the eclipse season, it, the, the effects of that eclipse can last up to six months. So we're definitely going to be talking about that in, in, in up and coming shows. But I wanted to comment quickly as well, going back to the Mercury uh, sextiling Neptune in Pisces and the Scorpio full moon. I'm a Scorpio myself. I have four planets in Scorpio. I got my Jupiter in in, uh, in Pisces, so I'm very familiar with navigating these these waters, these deep waters. And what has uh, I think kind of been channeled to me through my spirit guides that I should mention is that like full moon in, in Scorpio, like the veils can often get very thin. So what they just told me is to pay attention. A lot of us must pay attention to different information that may be coming from higher spiritual dimensions and that like you know a lot of people who are intuitive psychic you know deeply connected to other beings and other dimensions or other spiritual realities that we may be able to channel some very important data uh for our personal lives and maybe even to share with the collective as well they just they're just telling me that like that the veils are going to be very thin and that if we leave ourselves open if we get into a very calm still uh meditative state we may be able to uh, download some very interesting information. Yeah, also, you know, Pluto is sextile Neptune right now. And that's for me, you know, because Neptune rules viruses. Um, when Saturn was sextiling Neptune last year, that was to me a, a, one of the signatures of COVID-19 coming. And I don't think it's been paid enough attention to. But Pluto sextile Neptune helps us to even go deeper under this Scorpio full moon to really dream our soul's messages and really tune into that now. Mm -hmm. I love that you said that, Tara. And I think, uh, you know, Neptune and Pisces uh, this generation that's, you know, born during Neptune and Pisces, uh, they're like continuing, you know, the light work and the awakening that we've begun. Um, I think it's interesting because they will have a lot of uh, power in the business world since this generation will have Pluto, uh, you know, and Saturn in Capricorn. But they're going to take that business structure and revolutionize it and infuse it with a lot of spiritual love, which was given from Neptune in Pisces. So we're looking at a very much more enlightenment generation to come. Mm -hmm. And like one other thing too, that I go back to, I have my, I have the charts open right now. I'm just taking a look at it. As I observe like where all the planetary positions are, I get drawn back into looking at where Mars is currently at in, in Aquarius. I think what degree, um, uh, Mars is at, yeah, 24 degrees Aquarius, which is actually where my own, uh, natal Mars is at and it's kind of interesting that we're seeing a lot of bubbling up all over the world of people kind of you know uh, collecting themselves and getting organized and, and being very concerned about their personal freedoms and their individuality and wanting to fight for that we see a lot of protests popping up especially in California and other places all over the uh, United States and I think also some, some in, in the UK and I think or in Europe as well and I think this is going to kind of continue until Mars uh, pushes into Pisces, as what Tara mentioned earlier, becoming more of the spiritual warrior. Like it's going to be less less about 
maybe not, I don't want to say less, but the focus is going to be more on our collective um, spiritual destiny and our collective spiritual, um, uh, I guess, experience. And I think it's the, like, I think we're going to really feel Mars, because Mars is, is a very powerful planet. I think wherever he goes, we definitely feel it as a collective, just as, as similar with the moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Mars, there's, you know, talking about eclipses, and I'm just going to mention this really briefly, that Mars will enter Aries at the end of June. And then, you know, later this year, June the 5th, the, there's going to be a eclipse at 15 Sag. That's a lunar eclipse. And then later this year, the only total solar eclipse of the year is December the 14th, and that's at 23 degrees Sagittarius. But I want to mention um, that when the North Node conjuncts the galactic center, which is the big black hole at the center of our galaxy, to me, that is the most powerful downloading of cosmic energy you can get, and that will start to come in in August. So I just want to kind of get people to set themselves up to begin to tune into the galactic center, especially with the South Node there, and begin to come comfortable with how you can just download, you know, little bits of the gigantic piece of the cosmic pie. And we need to share that with each other. So that to me would be an important thing about Gemini North Node, would be sharing our cosmic wisdom together as a collective so that we can come up with clearer answers. I'm super, super excited for that. And I think a lot of people who have uh, charts that are uh, have a lot of heavy Gemini energy or third house energy, I think it's going to be a great time for these kinds of people to get out and get their get their data, their information, their writing, their media out into the world and share those perspectives. If there, if there, isn't, uh, if there wasn't a better time, like if the, the time is now for sure for that. And if you don't know your chart, if you don't know if you have Gemini activated in your chart, uh, go to astro.com or Astral Theme. I'm sure there's other sites as well. I use Astral.com. It's one of my favorite sites. Uh, you need your birth time, you need your place of birth, and obviously your birthday. And then you're able to see your chart. And I highly recommend you uh, get in contact with one of us uh, if you need assistance with that to kind of go over your personal chart and see what is going to be getting activated as you, as you go forward. Because I think, especially for myself and for others who have a lot of heavy third house and Gemini energy, like we're gonna be very compelled to communicate right now, especially if you have a Gemini Sun. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna want to definitely get your voice out there, communicate right, and do it to the best of your ability. And then you know be aware that you can get distracted and get pulled into many different kinds of data. So you're gonna want to slow down that airy energy and kind of create like a focus. I've been doing that for myself as well over the past three weeks, just kind of watching the stories not getting too pulled into all the data that was pouring in, not paying too much attention to the mainstream media, but just kind of taking it a little bit easy. Because now I think information uh, on the planet is just its just like overload. And I think a lot of us have to be very careful about that. I think it, it's important for us to maintain our inner internal peace and focus on our health, especially mental health. I think this is another conversation that a lot of people have been having over the past month at least, that uh, a lot of cases of mental illness are also going to increase because of COVID-19. So I think with the Mercury sextile um, uh, Neptune aspect and, and like what Tara was talking about with the self node being in Sag uh, very soon with this conjunction to the galactic center, hopefully, you know, we're able to show one other uh, an increased amount of compassion, empathy and understanding as we continue to ride out COVID-19. And I was going to add quickly, um, it's interesting, I was thinking how everything is working really in humanity's favor right now in terms of planetary energy and science, because 
We are in the age of the Aquarius, and it looks like all the signs that are friendly to Aquarius are cooperating. You know, look at how Bella said we have a lot of recent Gemini energy helping out the age of the Aquarius. We also have, you know, South Node and Sagittarius to consolidate wisdom and to keep fighting the good fight. You know, a lot of people are creating protests and revealing the truth, and it all aligns with uh, the age of Aquarius very nicely. So I think it really is a, an open portal to... Uh, to a new world. <laughs> and I think yeah. what I mentioned earlier in the show is like once we have all this North Node and Gemini uh, information activated, we have the wisdom from South Node in, in uh, Sagittarius. It's like, what are we going to do with that data? You know, we've like, we've had similar transits like this hundreds of years ago. You know, there was, there was like, I don't want to say global upheaval, but there were major collective shifts that happened. And I think what we all need to focus on is how do we control the narrative and not allow them to have control? What do we want as a collective? Do mm -hmm. we have actual freedom? Are we actually healthy as a people? Are, is our planet actually healthy? You know, we have to kind of take a look at all this data and really begin to focus on what's truly of value to our lives. And that is like water, healthy food. Like, again, going back to Uranus transiting through Taurus, you know, it's going back to our value systems because we cannot really self-actualize and get to higher levels of, of spiritual consciousness if our physical um, reality, our material reality, is being kind of thwarted or attacked or kind of poisoned. And we've been kind of dealing with that reality for a long period of time. And I think it's, 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 it's high time, North Node and Gemini, you know, with all this data coming out, that people, as on a grander scale, not just preaching to the choir, there's a lot of activists and spiritualists out there who understand this inside and out. But for the grander population, this is still something new to them. There's a lot of people out there who are just coming into the understanding that our governments are not as clean as they seem to be. You know, they're, they're, they've been doing a lot of shady dealings behind the scenes, you know, whether it's with the Illuminati or the Cabal or Deep State, whatever you want to call it, that this is an actual real reality. And I think, um, especially with the millennial generation, I think uh, a lot of us are going to be greatly responsible for getting out that data. There are some amazing people like Tara, like part of your generation, you know, that, you know, you know we're spiritual warriors and we're fighting the good fight to get the data out there. But I think um, what's who's really going to lead this, this, uh, I don't want to say, <laughs> I don't want to see war, maybe spiritual battle forward are, is going to be the newer generations. But we still need the support of all generations kind of like coming together um, to kind of like get out of this. But it's like, yeah, we need to come to a collective understanding that, you know, there's some evil people on this planet doing things that we should never have let them get away with. And we've had great inventors like Tesla and other people who have tried to solve our global issues, but they had no support. So who out there is trying to solve our problems that need support? I think we need to look at that data as well with North Node and Gemini. Hmm. Okay. I don't, personally, I don't trust Tesla either. And, you know, I think there's so much cover up and I think, you know, it'll be like a big wake up call. That's what I think the Gemini Sag is, is to see how naive we've been. Sagittarius is connected to naivety. And, and I always kind of ask myself, where did we ever get this idea that the government was going to take care of us? You know, like that's a program. Um, I don't know if anybody saw this video. I don't know if it's still up. It was called um, Into the Shadows or From the Shadow. Uh, and it very much explains how the media, we've all been, you know, programmed, brainwashed for all of these years of media. You talked about Hollywood, you know, the millions of dollars they spend there. So if anything, I would think that Gemini has to do with small groups, community groups working together, a little local, going local, um, you know, creating their own channels, news information to combat the, you know, lamestream media just came to me, you know. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely, 100%. And I think if there's any of you out there who ins- are inspired to put out media, just go and do it. You, go, you don't have to be perfect right away. I have to continuously remind myself of that to like kind of start small. But just do it. Just get it out there. The more of us that are putting out conscious information, the better it is. Like flood Instagram, flood Facebook, flood Twitter, flood YouTube with conscious content. That's what we need. We need to drown out their narratives and get people focused on solutions so that we can all thrive and so that we can all lead better lives because we deserve better. And I think that's one thing that I love with Uranus going through Taurus right now and helping us to check ourselves and our value systems. It's like, are we really settling right now for this bullshit? Like, like seriously, it's like, do we not deserve better than this? Are we going to continue to, to like cooperate with their program to just kind of work ourselves to a pulp until we're 60 and then maybe find a way to retire and enjoy life. I think there's a better way for humanities to exist or coexist on this planet and, and for it to be more enjoyable. I don't think that this is our only option. And I think, um, yeah, as we go forward with the collective energies we're going to be experiencing with the North Nona Gemini, you know, I think a lot of this data is going to surface even more. We have alternatives for energy. We have alternatives for um, sustainable building. We have alternatives for media. We got alternatives for farming. We got alter- all the solutions we need are pretty much there. The data is there, and I think uh, as the curious, investigative uh, Gemini type people, uh, you know, continue to investigate, they're going to help to bring out more of this data to the public, and hopefully popularize it because we need that. We need our own positive propaganda, and then get people focused on those solutions, and not focus on fear and not focus on the cabal and what they're doing. I think we need to be more militant and focus on what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And I was going to add, Kay, that our generation, you know, some of uh, the astrologers uh, from our generation have has Pluto in Scorpio, which is a very powerful, you know, push. We are the ones that are supposed to, you know, awaken people's minds on a deep level, make them question everything, investigate on a deeper level, because the next generation coming will have Pluto in Capricorn. So it's uh, they're going to already work on those new systems. You know, they're going to operate in a world that has completely new financial systems. So we got. Yeah, you. absolutely. Um, uh, and I just really. I just really felt called to add uh, the invitation for the individual. We're, we're talking a lot about collective energy, and many of us can feel really disempowered with that, but there's a lot that each of us can do separately. We can apply all of the things that we've just talked about and everything else astrological on a personal level towards personal empowerment, things such as questioning our own assumptions and judgments, the assumptions of judgments being more of a Sagittarius kind of thing, the questioning, the willingness to open up to that uh, and look at things and change things being more of a Gemini kind of energy. We can tune into the Neptune in Pisces kind of um, tuning into something that is deeply full of faith and full of, uh, full of meaning to us so that we don't get distracted. We can find many different ways to empower ourselves. Um, we don't have time right now, but if you'd like that kind of information, come and get a reading with me. That's what I like to talk about the most. <laughs> And, like, I think, like, yeah, we got one minute to close. My last little uh, tidbit that I want to share with the rest of you is that if we look at our reality and we look at what they've done to our earth, to our soils, to our oceans, to our bodies, chemtrails, GMO food, the whatnot, the pharmaceuticals, the whole nine yards, have they successfully been able to kill us all? Hell no. Will they, will they be able to? I don't think so. And I think we need to really refocus on that, that our spirits, the divinity within our body, is way powerful than anything else. And I think we need to remember that. 
that we have always had the power to overcome anything that has thrown at us since day one. We have personal individual level uh, power, and then we have collective power. If we bring that together, there's nothing that we can't overcome. And I think that we really need to remember that. Even though COVID-19 looks scary and whatever the heck these sociopathic uh, deep state people are doing, we can overcome that if we just find the way to collect ourselves and work together as a people and become more strategic. They are, they are definitely relentless in their agenda. We have to be relentless in our own agenda to live peacefully on this planet and to create paradise or re recreate paradise here on planet Earth. I think it's a possibility and I, I would like us all to continue to imagine. Use that Neptune sex sextile Mercury and imagine a better world. Imagine the, the possibilities. So thank you so much for joining us here for another episode of Cosmic Current. Uh, pay attention to my Facebook page and to my my website, calebtruth.com. You'll find out when next we're going to go live. And just to give you a little tidbit going forward too, we will be doing uh, video live streams in the future. We're just getting our technology together and buying our gear for that. We're really excited for that. We've been doing a lot of work. Um, thank you so much to, to Tara, to Dasha, and to Bella for sharing their wisdom here. Please support them and go to their social media accounts and get a reading. Dive deep into yourself, into the mystery of your soul, and, you know, get yourself to a higher level of consciousness. It will really benefit you, your families, and your communities. Stay thank safe. Thank you, Kay. Stay safe. Okay, thank you, Kay. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much. Stay safe out there. Stay positive. And remember, at the end of the day, that you have the power.